0: When I scan somebody that has high blood pressure issues, I always recommend the Zona Plus. It's a device that you squeeze with your hand. It reminds me of a video game controller that the kids use, and it helps regulate your blood vessels. It was realized working with fighter pilots that when they were going mock, they were taught to grab the joystick in the cockpit and squeeze it really hard. And they realized that it was regulating some of those pilots blood pressure. So they came up with that technology in a device that we can use at home. So give it a try. It's called the Zona plus and you can go to Zona Z as in zebra ONA dot com and at your checkout. Put in the coupon code. Just put in Julie Ryan altogether. No space and you'll get $50 off. So give it a try. We all know how challenging it can be to find snacks that are both delicious and nourishing. And that's why I want you to know about Paleo Valley Beef Sticks. They're made from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. They're naturally fermented and they're infused with organic spices. Paleo Valley Beef Sticks are a win-win for our bodies and our environment. To get yours, go to askjulieryan.com forward slash Paleo Valley. That's spelled P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y. Again, that's Ryan.com forward slash Paleo Valley. You're going to love them.
1: Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years as she developed and refined her intuitive skills julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others now she wants to help you to grow heal and get the answers you've been longing to hear do you have a question for someone who's transitioned do you have a medical issue what about your pet's health or behavior perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm so delighted
0: that you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. We got a bunch of callers on hold, so we'll see what their questions are. And it's always fun to see what Spirit has to say about it. It's kind of a combo platter. It's Spirit working through me and with me to get us answers. And it's all kind of jumbled in there with with my experience, too. So it makes, it makes for fun adventures each week because I never know who's going to call and I never know what their questions are going to be. So, Chris, please bring in our first caller. Hi, Azura. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on here with you. Oh, how are you, my girl?
2: I just got a phone call from my dad about a half an hour ago that my mom's back in the hospital with a really high fever. I've I've called in about her before. She's almost died twice in the past year, and I'm just really hoping that you can sense of healing her way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Azura, tell everybody where you're located, please.
2: I'm currently in Boston and my mom is in Cincinnati.
0: Okay. All right. What's going on with your mom?
2: I just got a call from my dad um, a half an hour ago. He just took her to the emergency room. She has a high fever and has, I think, been throwing up and her past symptoms that were similar is she just... Loses like days of memory and and she's I think her fever is about 104. And oh, this is the second or third time that she's had this in the since October of last year, and she's almost died several times. They've run a ton of different tests and they haven't been able to find anything. The time mm-hmm. that I called in and spoke with you about it, you had said it thought it was sepsis the previous time, but just any information or any healing that you can send to her.
0: Yeah. What's so, her, so name? Visit uh, her name? Is it on
2: Monday? her name is she goes by a K, but her name is Kathleen.
0: K. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect. Okay, what I'm gonna do, for those of you that are first-time listeners or watchers, I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, and I'm gonna watch a laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's gonna hook into Zora up in Boston, and then it's gonna come back down to Cincinnati, and it's gonna hook into your mama. And then I'm gonna ask her permission if I can scan her. I know she's let me in the past, so hopefully she'll let me again today. You know, I always ask permission because I just think it's wrong. I just think it's unethical to scan somebody without their permission. And then I'm going to shoot energy through her. Well, Something will be identified and then there'll be some kind of a healing. So we'll go through there. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from sweet home, Alabama. Good timing that, you know, we were just getting ready to go on the air um, with your dad's call. All right. So got you. Ricocheting back down to Cincinnati. All right, got Kay. Kay, I'm talking to Azura. She goes, oh, my baby girl. All right, what's going on with you? She's not dying, honey. She, Her spirit's in her body. She's very red from her inflammation. So inflammation looks like red fog on body parts. Her whole body is red. excuse me. So I use anti-inflammatory energy, which is a royal blue color to get that calmed down. And I'm getting that calmed down right now. So we can get underneath it. It's kind of like when you're driving on a foggy evening and you, your vision is occluded because you can't see through the fog. That's how inflammation is. So, um, getting that cleared. Okay, going up. She's She's got a big old viral infection going on. Viral infections Azura look to me like, think of really watery beef broth. And you know, my analogies are hilarious at times, but it's just to give us a frame of reference for what I'm talking about and what I'm seeing. And if you can envision what I'm seeing, you're helping with the healing. And so is everybody else that's listening or watching this, whether it's real time or whether it's in the future, cause you know, time doesn't exist in the spirit world. So there are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world that are gonna mm-hmm. be working on your mama. And when we work all collectively, miracles happen at that point. So the viral infection, um getting out through the top of her head <clears throat> excuse me and clearing that okay it looks like she's being packed in one of those blue refreezable ice packs mm-hmm. so they'll they'll get her temp they'll get her fever down and um get that going back in the right direction Okay, what's causing, I get it's a viral infection. She's got a really good viral infections. I think her immune system's just whacked from when she was sick before. And so she's just, whenever she's exposed to something, if it's, you know, kind of a virulent strain, it's affecting her more. Can you go sooner than Monday? Can you change your ticket? I, I can- I can, I could change my ticket. Would would you? I get it. Yeah, I do, I do. Can you work from from your parents' house? Can you work? Yeah,
2: I um, I, I just got back from a month of traveling yesterday, so I've been home for less than twenty four hours in a month. But I can change yeah. things. I just I have a trip after that, so I will need to pack. Should I go tomorrow or?
0: I I'm getting you probably want to go down there. She's not dying at the moment, but, you know, future events are fluid and anything can happen. I'm getting it's in your best interest to go on and go down there. Throw a couple loads of laundry in tonight and um, and then head on down to Cincinnati. Plus, you'll beat the rush of the Thanksgiving craziness, too. So, well, I, I think it would be, be best. I think tomorrow okay. is good. Yeah. If you okay. can switch that around with your flights. That would be really good, and I think just from moral support, if nothing else, you know it would mean the world to her if you were there
2: I currently have a I'm getting over a cold would would can you check and see if I'm being around her would cause her any extra exposure my
0: no my you'll heart, be fine okay. okay yeah you'll be fine you'll be fine and she'll be fine yeah yeah I just okay. think i think I, I've gotten that four or five times for you to go ahead and go on down. Yeah. Okay. So keep us posted. Let me know how she's doing. She's not dying at the moment. So if her spirit was out of her body, I wouldn't be able to scan her because it would be like I would be looking Mm -hmm. at an x-ray in a pitch black room without any electricity. So I think it's really important for you to remember that, that this is, she's sick but she's in a good place. It's good that your dad's taken her in so you can do that. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you well, so much. Any, any, yeah.
2: any specific medicines that are coming through that she should be on? I don't do Western medicine, but my mom is all about the Western medicine.
0: The doctors will take care of that. It's a viral infection. They'll probably put her on antibiotics okay. just because they, you know, they just do that in case there's a secondary infection that goes bacterial. But for you, I would do 1,000 milligrams of C and 50 of zinc and get the okay. buffered mm-hmm. vitamin C. If you don't, you probably have it already. I have
2: the, lipos- I have the lymph um, vitamin C, the lymphose.
0: Perfect. Sort of all Perfect. Of vitamin C. You You want to crank that up just to help you get over your cold. And okay. and then the zinc the zinc really really ramps up the vitamin C. You know, heck they cured polio with vitamin C. Vitamin C works with everything. So I I have a quick story for you on vitamin C to give you an idea of how well it works. Many years right. ago I had I had LASIK surgery on my eyes. Yeah. And like 25 years ago or something and it's worked great and about five years after i had it done i had my eyes corrected for distance my right eye wasn't as clear as my left eye and so i went back to the ophthalmologist and he said well let me redo it and he said to me do you take a lot of vitamin c and i said yes i do every day and he said well i don't want you to take it for six months and i said why And he said, because it heals the body so well that when we do the LASIK, we want a scar to form on the eyeball because it changes how the light's refracted. And he said, when you take vitamin C, it doesn't let the scar form. It heals the eyeball too well. So he said, I want you to stay over it for six months and I did And my eyes been fine for the last 20 years. So I thought that was a really powerful statement about how, how wonderful vitamin C is to help us heal. Hey,
2: Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate it.
0: You're welcome. Okay. Keep me posted. Hey, Paul. Hey,
3: Julie. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Terrific! Thanks. Please tell everybody where awesome. you're located.
3: I'm just outside of Seattle, Washington.
0: All right. Terrific. What's going on up there?
3: Well, I'm calling regarding my wife. Um, she's got just a something terrible going on with her digestive system. We've been going to the mm-hmm. doctors uh, quite quite a lot, you know, over a long period of time, and we just haven't been able they haven't been able to figure it out exactly. I mean, they found out a few different things, but she also has. poor immune system. She's immunocompromised. Um, Uh And uh, so I guess I'd I'd like to know if there's any way to figure out what's going on with her. And then also they have a procedure schedule for Monday, a pretty routine uh, procedure, colonoscopy, but she's concerned about going into the hospital and being such a weakened state. And also with her immune system being such that it is that she might pick up something else there. So all that rolled up, it's just a lot of anxiety around that, but really would like to know if you can see anything with her um, you know, and any, any, any ideas around this whole thing. So.
0: Absolutely. What's her name, Paul?
3: Her name's Lori.
0: Lori. Okay. All right. Let me get Lori on my radar. You know how this works. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home Alabama. I'm hooking into you and from you to Lori. Lori looks really inflamed too, like Azura's mom. So whole body inflammation, getting that calmed down looks like red fog on body parts. And I use anti-inflammatory energy to get that calmed down so I can see what's going on underneath. I'm really inclined for you to suggest that she follow her intuition on that colonoscopy. She can reschedule that when she feels better. I mean, it's not, unless it's something that they're saying is critical. That she have well, not done. They're,
3: they're basically saying for them to do more. The insurance company says that we have to do this to be able to go on to the next.
0: Yeah. So. It's, and do you have to do it before the end of the year?
3: Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, okay. We can, you know, that's that's not a consideration. But. Okay.
0: Because a lot of insurance, people are trying to get the procedures done before the end of the year because they've met their deductibles. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
3: from a financial perspective, there would be some incentive to do it that way. But I just want to do what, you know, there was the right thing to do at the right time to do it, not let finances determine that. So,
0: yeah. Well, aren't you the perfect husband? Look at you. Um, yeah. For those of you that are listening and not watching, Paul looks like a little boy in a big man's body and he's got these great dimples. You should see his dimples, he is so cute. All right, so (laughs) I digress, sorry. Uh, I'm getting it's not in her best interest to have the colonoscopy on Monday.
3: That's what she's been feeling too. She's been really feeling reluctant to do it, so. Uh,
0: uh, Tell her to follow that, follow that intuition. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that. She can reschedule it for another time. You know, they do bazillions of those a day. Yeah. Every day. So not so much on the weekend unless it's an emergency, but during the regular weekdays. All right. So there's that. So I'm getting that calmed down. So I'm in her gut and I'm seeing what's going on with that. She's got a bunch of necrotic tissue in her gut, Paul. Necrotic mm. tissue is is like... Dead cells and it looks dark to me. It looks kind of black. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not malignant, but it just it doesn't look right. So what? Let's just rotor rooter her GI system. How about that? Okay, we'll just do that. All right, right. from stem from (laughs) stem to stern. Yeah. So here we go. So here comes. Uh, corkscrew. I close my eyes because it helps me visualize it easier, especially when I Mm -hmm. am first starting a healing. And remember, spirit working through me and with me to help facilitate healing. And nobody heals anybody else. You know that. We all heal ourselves. So the work that I do Mm -hmm. and that medical personnel do is all to help the person heal themselves. So just wanted to remind you of that. All right. Imagine there's a corkscrew, but it looks like a bottle brush. Did you do you oh. remember those old fashioned baby bottle brushes? Oh yeah. That, oh yeah. yeah. I remember those. That you could yeah. you could put in there and in the bottle and then kind of turn it around to wash it. All right. There's a brush that's in her GI tract going down her esophagus and all the way down into her stomach. And then we're gonna rotor her Intestines too. For those of you that are listening abroad, Roto Rooter is the company here in America that you call if you got a stopped up drain, and they come and and they clean out your drain. Right, Paul? I could sing mm-hmm, Jake, oh, exactly.
2: Right? Yeah,
0: I'll only sing it if you sing it with me. You want to sing it with me? <laughs> I don't think so. Roto Rooter—that's the name—and yeah. they wash your troubles down the drain. Call Roto Rooter. That's right. You Rooter. got it. Yep. Well, <laughs> you should be You hug me, me out. You me out to dry all by myself. Oh my no, god. No, am sorry. That's all right. And I'm and I don't, I'm not even connected with Roto-Rooter. They just got a free ad from me. All yeah. right. So, we're in her stomach and it's just cleaning out all this old necrotic tissue in there. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Okay, it's in her intestines and where that brush is spinning. So the intestines will take a minute because there's just so many feet of them. It's, yeah, true. it's amazing how long the intestinal track is. I used to know, but I don't remember. I, and I've seen it in surgery before, in actual surgery when mm-hmm. I've been in surgery, you know, with for business. Holy Moses, I, when they have wow. all those intestines out, sitting on somebody's belly in a plastic, they put it in a bag, you know? Oh my, oh my goodness. goodness. I, was like, I was like, holy Moses. They weren't <laughs> kidding. There was a lot of that. Whoa.
4: Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's snaking its way through there. Does she have diverticulitis? She had
3: been uh, in the past. Uh, they said that they, she might be suffering from that. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I'm seeing, Paul, and how I can tell is wh- as we're in her intestinal wall, it's not smooth. It has like these mm-hmm. little divots in it where food can get caught and sometimes mm-hmm. it there's like a little pocket where the food gets mm-hmm. stuck in there and then it can get all, you know, yeah, infected and disgusting and and all of that, sure. it doesn't clear out. So, this brush that's spinning, what it's doing is, it's almost like it's sanding her intestinal tract to make it smooth. Mm. So we want it okay. to be slick as a whistle, so food yep. can just think, go down there and not yep. get, not get. Because that that food gets stuck there, and then they get mm-hmm. infected, and it's bad. It it can be yep. really dangerous, and I know it's really painful for them. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, she suffers from a lot of pain every time. Yeah, every time she eats it, it's a daily occurrence. It's unfortunate, yeah. It's it's terrible. Jeez.
0: With everything that she eats or just certain foods are worse than others. Pretty much.
3: I mean there's a few things that we found that she does better with, but almost across the board there's pain involved with food. So Oh jeez.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. So we're like two-thirds of the way through her intestines. Let's go ahead and get the rest of that done. And then we're gonna irrigate. Irrigation fluid always comes out the end of the toes, makes her feet look like sprinklers. So imagine that. Mm. Cause you know, I want you okay. to envision this cause you're helping with this healing. I am. Yep. Okay. So here comes the irrigation fluid flying out the end of her toes on both feet. All right, here comes the stem cell energy, light amber color gel, sparkles. Reminds me of Dippity-Doo Hair Gel, a watery gel of the 60s and 70s. And now there's a vortex spinning above her head, beneath her feet, on either side of her front and behind, all spinning concurrently, Paul. And that's going to regenerate her her intestinal tract. And then I'm going to test it. We're going to put some food down there and just let it be slick. She has leaky gut, which Mm -hmm. you probably knew already. Has she been exposed to mold?
3: We're not sure. um, I mean, we, we wondered about that, but really there isn't, I mean, she smells some things in the closet though. So possibly, but we haven't found any real evidence of it.
0: Well, if she's smelling it, that's, that's enough because that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting was that dark stuff. And the other thing too, Paul, is you can have no symptoms and she can have Mm a bunch of symptoms and that is very common in a house okay. with mold in it or an office with mold that it's only, I believe it's less than 30% of people are really susceptible to mold. Tim, my husband and I, okay. we can walk in a room and I say, there's mold in here. I'm out of here. I'm out of there yeah. in a second. Okay. He'll say, well, I don't smell anything, I don't feel anything, I don't see anything. I'll say, great, enjoy yourself, I'll meet you in the car. I mean, I won't even stay in (laughs) there. Seriously, I'm so allergic to that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I would suggest, too, that you do the Viome test. You've heard me talk okay. about that, perhaps. It's yeah. a gut mm-hmm. gut biome test. It's V-I-O-M-E dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then okay. just use Julie Ryan all as one word during checkout. And that's going to tell her the ecosystem in her gut, all the critters in there. It's going to tell her based okay. on that, here are your superfoods. Here are the foods for you to avoid. Here's everything else. That's going to help a lot. And then I would okay. get her an appointment to see Dr. Maria. Amasanti in okay. London. She will work okay. with her via Zoom. She is the goddess of the gut. She's she's the best I've ever seen. And she works okay. with people all over the world. And Oxford educated, general practitioner, functional medicine, and a graduate of my class. So she does energy medicine too. So she's, she's a okay. trifecta, trifecta winner. So, okay. Yeah, I've heard you and, mention
3: her before. So, well, yeah, we'll definitely look her up too. Yeah. That's yeah, great. And a,
0: Thank you. A few episodes ago, I think it was last month, Paul, I had her on the show. So, you may want to watch that and, okay. um, and see, you know, see what you guys think. But I, I would great. make an appointment for Lori with Dr. Okay. Maria and that'll help too. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I'm not getting a green light on that colonoscopy. I, I'm getting for her to reschedule it.
3: Loud and clear. Okay. Yeah. We'll reschedule we then.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks for calling. And hope thank she. Thank
3: you. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye, Paul. Hi, Myra. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you doing, my girl?
5: I'm good, doing fine, thank you.
0: Good. Please tell everybody where you're located. I'm in Miami, Florida. Okay.
5: Terrific. Got a question for me? Ah, uh, yes, I do. I would like for you to to scan or look into my uh, baby grandson. He's seventeen months old. Yeah, and uh, sure. you you looked into him before a uh, long time ago.
0: Tell me his and, name, uh, Bryce B R Y C E Bryce, B-R-Y-C-E. Bryce and, and- Anthony. And remind me where baby Bryce is. Uh, he's here in Miami too. Okay, and what's going on with him?
5: Uh, uh, he was diagnosed with epilepsy when he was four mm-hmm. months old. Mm-hmm. I think you you might remember, but you just talk to so many people.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it helps if you trigger my memory a little bit, then I can usually pull it back. How's he doing?
5: Uh Well, he's on uh, three medications mm-hmm. right now, but the seizures are still, you know, they're still there. They haven't controlled the seizures. So oh, I would like to see what you can see. We're going through a lot, you know, it's been a year okay. and
0: some months. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know one of the things that they do to treat epilepsy is putting children, especially, they've had lots of success by putting them on a ketogenic diet, a keto diet. So like nothing refined, just whole foods, no sugar, no wheat, no dairy, you know that kind of stuff, just a, a keto low carb diet. Have you has your daughter been able to help with that? I
5: know they haven't uh, talked up, I guess since she's so little. Yeah. They still haven't told her anything about that yet. They're yeah. still trying uh, cocktails of medicines to see if they yeah. can, you know, reach the one.
0: There are so many studies that have been done for over a hundred years, Myra, on the ketogenic diet and having yeah. it help help epilepsy, especially in children. And in a lot of instances, they they completely stop the seizures with the diet. Oh. So look that up. That's some things that you can research for your family. Mm-hmm. And just okay. look up epilepsy and ketogenic diet children. Ketogenic. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get that. Okay. All right. Here yeah. we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect to you and I'm going to connect from you to Bryce. So here we go. Okay. My laser beams heading south to Miami from Sweet Home, Alabama. All right, got you, going to Bryce. Okay, got Bryce. Bryce, I'm talking to your, what does he call you? Nanny? Uh, well, he tries to say Abby, but he Abby. still
5: doesn't, yeah.
0: Okay, I'm hearing Nanny, so, um, but that's close, right? That's yeah, close. Yeah, pretty close. Okay, Bryce, I'm talking to your Abby. He says, "Yeah, my nanny." <laughs> he wants to call you <laughs> nanny. Is what Oh, he's telling maybe because me. I
5: take care, I take care of him, so I'm actually his nanny.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, nanny, nanny is a is a grandmother name too. You know, a, a fun grandmother oh, name. Okay, okay. So, is it okay if I scan you? Yes. All right. So we're in his brain. And neural pathways in the brain look like laser beams crisscrossing a room in a museum that are guarding the part of the security system that are guarding the paintings and the artifacts and the statuary and all of that. And so he's got some of them that look like there's a short in them, like an electrical wire has a short in that short in it. You know, have you ever seen a cord or a wire that kind of will spark that it's broken maybe and the electricity gets impeded going through it? That's what I'm seeing, Myra. So, so what I'm doing is I'm watching stem cell energy get put. I'm watching the part of that um, neurological pathway get cut, and then stem cell energy is being used to put new wiring in there if you can imagine that. So imagine okay. imagine you've got a laser beam and part of the laser beam's malfunctioning. So we're going to clamp the laser beam on either side where it's malfunctioning, remove that part and put a new part in with stem cell energy. So imagine that there's this really tiny, tiny, tiny little tube that Stem cell energy is going into light amber colored gel, sparkles, reminds me of Dippity Doo hair gel, and there's a vortex spinning above it. So we're regenerating that part of the neurological pathway. Does that make sense? Can you envision that? Yes, I I understand what you're saying. And these images that I get in my mind's eye are to help us have a frame of reference from our human perspective for this energy healing that's happening because we don't have a frame of reference for that. I mean, heck, you can't tell when a body's healing anyways. We can't see it. We can just see that the you know, the cut is healing or the the bone is healing on x-rays, but it's not like we can see it with our naked eye anyway. And right. so this is the right. same way. All right, so got that going. There are three sections that are being repaired right now on baby Bryce. So we've got that. He's cute as the Dickens. He's awful cute. Yeah. Yes. Sweet, sweet boy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. There's a vortex spinning above his head, and that's regenerating those neural pathways. They just all lit up. So they're all repaired. Now that healing will integrate into his body and that can happen instantly. It can take days, weeks, months, may need some kind of complimentary care like change in diet or whatever. But certainly it's going to be his spirit's choice of how to integrate the healing. How is he on all those meds? Is he lethargic? Uh,
5: No, he's... Pretty much okay the okay. only problem he's is um he's he'll be eighteen months this week uh-huh. and uh he does little steps but he still doesn't uh walk by himself or anything like that that's yeah. the the only pro the only thing that I see that he's a little behind can he crawl well does he crawl well oh he, he crawls perfectly
0: yeah the only yeah.
5: problem Stands up perfectly. I was gonna ask you that too, if you could yeah. if you could see anything about that. Yeah. Um he stands up perfectly. Uh but like I said, uh he stands up holding on. It's mm-hmm. like uh he wobbles a uh, lot, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh he can not let go of his hand. He's fine. Yeah. The fact that he can crawl, he's fast when he crawls, is what I'm seeing. So he doesn't need to walk. Yes. He can get everywhere he wants by crawling. <laughs> One of these days, he's just going to take off and he's gonna, He's uh, just fine. Yeah, he's fine I,
5: with that. So. I hope so. This mm-hmm. is terrible, Julie.
0: I'm because so you sorry. never know what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm.
5: He's so happy, and then all of a sudden, a seizure comes.
0: So it's awful. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no. Look, look up the ketogenic diet. I will. I will. I definitely find out about that. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much
5: for calling. Thank you. Okay. Have a good evening.
0: You too. We do this show every Thursday night. At eight Eastern, Seven Central, and Five Pacific. If you want to join and ask a question, I always say it's fast, it's fun, and it's free, is you just go to askJulieRyanShow dot com, ask Julie Ryan and then we will get you on and let you ask your question and we'll see what Spirit has to say and and then we'll combine that with whatever I'm getting and then we'll, we'll give you an answer. Uh, we are not gonna do this show next Thursday night because it's Thanksgiving here in the US, but I have an amazing show planned with Dr. Raymond Moody, who is the godfather of near-death experiences. And he is just a delight. You guys are gonna absolutely love him. <laughs> in the interview, he's, he's in a rocking chair. And he's rocking back and forth, and he's just charming and has wonderful stories. He's an MD PhD, and he's just brilliant. So be sure and and listen in. We'll release it on Thanksgiving morning. So I'll give you something to listen to while you're fixing the turkey here in America. But um, the information for the show each week we post it throughout all my social media. Everything's at Ask Julie Ryan on Instagram and and Twitter, I guess they call it X now, and Facebook and all of that, YouTube, everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. You can uh, download the show anywhere you get podcasts. We're also on YouTube and Alexa. Please leave a review because I give away a free session every month and it's to somebody that's left a review. We pick a review and then you get a free session valued at $250. Actually, I had somebody earlier today that won a free session And she was so thrilled. She said she was driving to work and she heard her name on the uh, show. She was listening to my show and she heard her name and she said she was squealing in the car on the way to work. She said it made her whole day. So we'll find a time that works good with your schedule and with mine and get you in on that. I also send out a blog each week, and it's a question somebody has submitted online, and I answer it. And then in the body of the email, it says, Hey, remember, call in tonight if you have a question, and we can do that. While you're on my website, com, schedule an appointment with me, and then we'll have a whole hour to discuss whatever you want to talk about, because, you know, I am a buffet of psychicness. So most calls that I get people for a whole hour, we do a multitude of things. We do medical stuff. We can do pet stuff. We can talk to deceased loved ones. We can do past life stuff. I mean, whatever. And we cram as much as humanly possible into that hour, and it's a blast. We have so much fun when we're doing that. So everything you need is at askjulieryan.com. Okay, let's go. This week, we got a question in from Bev, and Bev lives in Granville, Michigan. And she said, hi, Julie. I recently discovered you through a friend, and I'm intrigued. I was raised in a denomination that didn't allow these kinds of spiritual beliefs, but working as a hospice nurse has changed my mind. I've been present for uncountable deaths. Some are easy and peaceful, while others are long and extremely hard. I've seen patients look at things, talk to things, rock babies, pet animals. I've told so many families I'm envious of their gift. I'd love to see it with them. And what she means is that when her patient is dying and they're able to see the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets. She went on to say, is it something that can be learned? I also want to see slash meet my angel. So many questions. I am 72 and plan to continue as a nurse as long as I can. I truly love hospice work. Thanks for any insight and direction you may have. Blessings, Bev. So here's my response. Hi, Bev. Thanks for your note and thanks for your service as a hospice nurse. University-based research shows close to 90% of people see the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets at the end of their lives, but then you and all who work in critical care, hospice, and as funeral directors already know that. It's what I discuss in my angelic attendance, what really happens as we transition from this life into the next book. We're all born with intuitive abilities. Our heads act like a big satellite dish and can receive and send frequencies, and every spirit has its own frequency. So in order to meet and see your guardian angel, simply ask what they call themselves. You can either do that aloud or in your mind. Just ask, hey. Guardian angel, what's your name? And you'll hear a name, and it's gonna come instantly into your head. It's gonna feel like a thought in your head. And it's gonna be as fast as you can snap your fingers, or before, because remember, time doesn't exist in the spirit world. Time's a human creation. So you may say, "Hey, what's hey, guardian angel, what's your name?" And you'll hear Stanley or Maria or whatever, and uh, and then you'll get the information. How you know that it's from your angel is it's going to come in instantly. If you think about it for more than a second, that's going to be your brain talking to you. Then once you have a name, just think of them and say something. Their answer will always instantly come into your head. Initially, it may feel like you're imagining your angel's response, and the more you talk with them, the more validation you'll get, and that'll help you trust the information you receive. You know, this goes with anything that's telepathic. It's all about the practice. In my classes, my online class, my Angels and Enlightenment training, that's self-paced, but then we have live practice groups, every like multiple times throughout the week. And then my in-person Angelic Attendant training class, we have practice sessions nine times a week because the practice is the key. When you do it, it becomes second nature. You get validation, you trust what you get, and then you just don't even think about it. And then lastly, I said, you may also want to take my Angels and Enlightenment training. It's a self-paced online course with live practice groups. Seems like I just said that. Because I did a minute ago. It'll help you quickly become proficient with the intuitive abilities we all possess. So thanks, Bev from Michigan. Great question. Couple of other points on this. Number one, we all have a guardian angel that stays with us throughout all of our lifetimes and is with us in heaven in between lifetimes. So I think that's pretty cool. Secondly, I talked to so many guardian angels that throughout the years, I've teased them and said, because I'll ask them what their name is, and they'll come in with some name that's got like 15 letters and they're all consonants, no vowels. And I'll say, how in the heck am I supposed to pronounce that? Because it's either some dead language or it's from some different universe or something, who knows? But it's just craziness. So now they've worked with me so much that they just give me names that are easy. I, I, Cause I've said, Can you just give me an American English name that's easy to pronounce? And they give it to me. So I haven't gotten a crazy name in a really long time. And so if you get a name that you have trouble pronouncing, either ask them if there's a nickname you can call them and, I'll, and they'll give you a name or just say, hey, can you give me a name that's like a an understandable name for me? And they will oblige. So thanks so much, Bev, for that question. Hi, Cindy. Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm. St- Thank you for I'm this terrific. time. I'm terrific. How are you? I'm okay.
2: I'm
4: okay. I'm in um I'm in Duxbury, Massachusetts.
0: Okay. Uh, I love Robert. your sweatshirt. You got a compass on your sweatshirt.
4: Oh yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You look like um, a sailor. <laughs> yeah, down by the sea over here. Yes. Terrific.
0: Well, um, welcome. So you got a question for me?
4: I do. I do. I have a couple things on my heart. Um, yes, so I've been married almost 37 years, and um, things are just rough. I, I, I don't know. He, he, he was away and came back, and I'm just questioning whether we're to to be together. It's just, um, we just moved back in. He, you know, he's he was in Virginia, and any long story short, he, he came back, um, it's for his first job. Um, he works for the VA. We're both. Mil- we're at, I'm not military, and he was military too for a while. But um, and it just seems each time we get together, there's just we can't. We, I mean, we. It just seems like this angst, you know. And I feel angsty inside myself, you know. And I feel hurt by some of the things that have, have gone on with the two of us in the past. And this, we, you know, this decision that he w- was with his job. And I don't know, long story short, I just want to check into the spirit with that. I know it's affecting like I, my health feels tight. I take care of my two grandchildren um, two or three days more a week. And I just feel, I feel lost, you know. I, I did, I'm also uh, somebody that did hospice work and I take care of the elders and I have one living with me right now and we're great friends and um It's just rough, you know. There's a part of me that wants to be that friend again with
0: Dave, but I don't. I don't know. It's just something that I can't put together. How long has he been gone? He
4: was in Virginia for three for three years, and he came back and forth on vacations um, and that type of thing. And, And to him, in his mind, it wasn't a separation. In my mind, it felt like it because um, we sold our house. And so we're in that space right now. We don't own anything. We sold the house and left. And um, I felt not supported. And I moved out there for his job. He had his dream job, took it. And there were so many things that I wanted as me. Um, and they, they just weren't able to be manifest. And, that, and then he went through his whole thing with his PTSD from the military and all this stuff. And now he just want he comes back and... Um, he you know, he wants everything to be there, and you, but it's almost like he wants it but doesn't want to do the work. And I'm just so conflicted. I, I, um, and I think I had last time I talked to you, and I seen one of your, your ladies you referred me to, I had that mold and toxicity myself. I'm not sure where my body's at, but um. I go back to my daughters who I take care of the children and I feel like there's something in that home. I feel like the kids are sick and um but mostly right now I'm really just concerned about my gosh, do I stay in this relationship? I feel like um I, I just feel like I'm not sure. And I yeah. feel like my compassion level is is gone mm. in some ways. You know, I try yeah. to forgive and let the past go and all that and it just seems like it's always there. You know? Yeah.
0: Is so, he abusive or there's no. just not much of a connection?
4: There's just not much of a connection. Just energetically, okay. it just doesn't feel like we're always butting heads about the silliest mm-hmm. things. Um, mm-hmm. But no, he's not abusive. We're not, I think verbally, both of us, I think there's a lot of reactivity there. I think. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I think definitely think that. I mean, somebody the the friend, the ninety four year old that's living with us, he's such a gem, I and mean, we both get along with him so well. Um, I mean, he even gifted us a trip to Panama, and Dave and I we couldn't even we couldn't get there together, but Dick and I will go together. <laughs> it's all right, me, you know. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to help him fulfill some of the things on his list. Um, yeah, and I think it's a funny thing because I think this. You know, somebody said to me, Dick has given you the value that you've always wanted, you know, as a woman and as a human, as a person. And he's showing you that, that you're worth that. Mm -hmm. Um, Dave's all about his job, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: Well, well, first of all, thank you for your service. And thank you for his service and for being a military family, because I know, you know, you get moved around a lot and it's it's not easy. My husband grew up in a military family and he loved it, but I I know it's rough on the wives yeah. and on the kids when you're moving around a lot. So thank you for that, first of all. Yeah. Secondly, when you were talking about Dave, I, the first thing that came into my head as you were talking and I call those divine downloads, that spirit giving me information to pass on to you, was, have you ever heard about the four love languages? Mm-hmm. Have you read that book? hmm Yeah. Yes. Re- reread it because mm-hmm. find out what his love language is. And, and if you don't know what yours is, figure out what yours is and then let him know. Because mm-hmm. if your love language is acts of service... And that means that you feel loved when he does something for you. You're not going to feel it if he's just saying, oh, gosh, I'm so glad to be home and I'm so glad to be here and you're waiting on him. Well, no, that's not making you feel loved. And then it, and then, likewise, you need to find out what his love language is too, because otherwise we're doing stuff that we think are going to make the things that are going to make the other person feel loved and feel cherished and valued and all of that. But it's based on how we feel, not on how they feel and how they're going to receive it. Does that make sense? Oh, so totally I would I, I,
4: yeah, I've talked to him about that. Yeah. I said, it's like the fish and the, the squirrel and the fish, you know, the, yeah. the squirrel gave the fish the most precious nest he had up in his tree, you know, <laughs> and the fish ended up dying. So, yeah, we're very well aware of that. And I think that sometimes that's, You know, when I feel like when I sold the house and left my job and everything else, there's not much more that I could do, you know, and and like I say,
0: I just feel like it just doesn't come back,
4: you know. Yeah. um, I
0: don't know. So that's number one. Number two Mm -hmm. that I got was 37 years is a lot of history. So Mm -hmm. if you can figure out a way, I know... So many people that go through a rocky point in their marriage and they push through it and then they stay together and then they will tell you they're so glad that they did because there's so much history there and so many joint experiences with your family and everything that if you can put the work into it and have him do it as well, that that's the best right there if you can figure out a way for that to happen, that's number two. Number three is my two-minute rule. Have you heard about the two-minute rule? Have you heard me talk about that? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Our Our heads are big satellite dishes and they receive and they transmit frequencies. Every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And every thought has a frequency as well. So when a thought comes into our head, it doesn't have a meaning until we give it a meaning. And thoughts either feel good or they feel bad. If they feel bad, they're based in fear, always, 100% of the time. Anything that feels bad, anger, jealousy, actual fear, boredom, grief, whatever that feels bad is always based in fear. But the key with this is the body can't tell the difference between what's a real fear and what's a fake fear. The body reacts the same and the body goes into fight or flight when we're in fear, Mm. whether we're being chased by a saber toothed tiger or whether we're late to a meeting. So what you wanna do is we wanna be able to discern between what's a real fear and what's a fake fear. In this game, you ask yourself, is this gonna kill me in the next two minutes? I call it the two minute rule. And the answer is yes or no. So if you're being chased by a tiger and the tiger's way faster than you are. Is there a possibility you're gonna be killed in the next two minutes? The answer is yes. So change the conditions before something happens that either gets you killed or injured. Likewise, if you're if Dave's back and Dave's living in your house and it just doesn't feel right, is that gonna kill you in the next two minutes? Yes or no?
5: No.
0: No, it's not, right? So that tells you that it's an irrational fear based in a limiting belief, both of which are false, but your body feels like it's a real fear. So Mm. when we're in fight or flight, the blood drains from our brain, goes to our heart and our extremities so we can run away from whatever the perceived threat is that's causing the fear, and we lose clarity. When you ask if this is gonna kill me in the next two minutes, you change the channel of those thoughts coming in On that frequency, you know how you'll have a thought like, oh, my God, if I stay with Dave, then this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. Before long, I'm going to be 100 years old and I'm going to I will have wasted my life. I'm making that up. But we're all (laughs) hardwired for fear. And that's what we all do. We use Mm -hmm. our imaginations to envision things we don't want to happen when we're in fear. So. Use the two-minute rule. You can use it a bazillion times a day. You can use it in any situation. It's free and it's convenient because it works anywhere your brain is and your brain's usually with you wherever you are. So let's practice it. Give me an example of something that gets on your last nerve that Dave does. Um, he, he,
4: doesn't follow, he doesn't follow through with agreements that we make.
1: You know, Such
4: as. like simple, 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 even um, keeping a date night. Oh, we tell, or, or, for example, just before the call, what made me come on the call, actually, we were, we were dropping the, we have a van that has 231 miles on it. We've got to put it in to get fixed for 2,500 bucks or something instead of getting a new van. And I think the van smells like mold because I cleaned all the mold out. And I was saddened. I said, it still smells like mold. So one minute he said, we're getting it fixed. The next minute he said, okay, we're not getting it fixed. And then he changed it. Three three times in the matter of five minutes, Dave, I I can't, you know. And so I said, I don't know what you really want then. You change your mind too many times on the same subject in a matter of seconds.
0: So if he changes his mind a bunch of times on the same subject, is that going to kill you in the next two minutes? No. Yes or no? No. No. So you, you keep your clarity. You keep your perspective, and you'll have a thought that'll come in and it'll be like, "Okay, I just need to deal with this on my own. He doesn't need to be involved. I need to make the decision. Either we're going to fix the van or we're not. And don't involve him, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because what happens is we get caught in that shuffle where we just keep, it's like we're going around in circles. And the more we do that, the more frustrating it is and the more we're in fight or flight. And then it releases all those stress hormones and causes inflammation, makes us sick. So just Mm -hmm. make a decision. It sounds also that you said that he had PTSD. Does he get help for that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Continue to suggest that he do that. And then as you go forward, you're going to be led because when you keep clarity in your head, what's gonna happen is you'll get an idea and then you'll think, oh, I can't do that because of blah, 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 blah. You know, there's gonna be a whole bunch of reasons why you can't do it. Use the two minute rule. Okay, if I do this, is this gonna kill me in the next two minutes? No, so take that step. And then you'll have another thought and then you'll think, okay, I can't do this because I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I don't have whatever. And if I, you know, if I do this, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? Nope. Just keep doing it. Every time fear comes up, it'll become a habit. And then before long, you just walk around and you're going to feel good most of the time. And you're going to think, I don't even know why I feel good, but I just do. And that's when you attract more good feeling things. Because we attract what our thoughts, where the vibration of our thoughts is at any given moment. Does that make sense?
4: totally understand that. I, I took energy medicine school for three years. and was clinical hypnotherapist. I totally understand it all. And that's yeah. why I don't understand. I was just so in my own zone, in my own flow until he came back. And I, now I'm like, you know, huh? and we both had the same stuff in the middle. And it's just, it is a vibrational energy. It's like, I mean, we don't sleep in the same bedrooms anymore. And it's like, The minute we come in that space, my body does. It goes into this, whoa, I'm not sure this is safe.
0: Okay, so so do the the two-minute rule. Make it a habit. I don't even think about it. I've used it so much. And it's simple. And when I got that Mm. downloaded to me about five or six years ago, I thought to myself, really, can it be this simple? And it is. And it will enhance your life in every area. And then when you're thinking clearly, you can make those decisions about, do I want to stay with them? Do I want to live in the same house? What do I want to do? But when you're feeling agitated, unless you're you're being threatened, either verbally or physically, mm-hmm. you want to have clarity in your head before you make those kinds of decisions. And right now, you're you're stressed out about it, so mm-hmm. you don't have clarity because you're in fight or flight. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a number
4: many- of health issues going on two minute myself, rule so. girl
0: two minute rule All right that'll be the key okay good luck let us know how it goes enjoy thank panama
4: thank you <laughs> you're
0: welcome <laughs> bye-bye bye hi pamela hey
6: how are you girl i'm gonna make this quick i think we're kind of on the last minute here um I am going to be having surgery for glaucoma where they put the uh, drainage in my eye. Can you see or pick up how that's going to turn out? Is that something that I need to do? Is that something um, that's going to go well?
0: Okay. Where are you, Pamela? Where are you located? In North Carolina. Okay. So, glaucoma, the energy went to your right eye first. Is your right eye worse than your left? That's the one, yes. Yeah. All right. So, are they going to use a laser and drill, put little holes in it to relieve the pressure?
6: No, it's actually going to be the surgery where they're going to put like a little drainage tube in, um, in the right eye.
0: Okay. So, is it in Pimla's best interest to have surgery on her right eye for her glaucoma issues? I don't get a yes. I get an absolutely. I got absolutely uh, came in. Yeah. Will it be successful? I get very. It will be very successful. Uh, when are you going to have it done?
6: Um, December 12th. And that was one of the things I was thinking. It's like I think the retrograde starts... Um, on the 13th. So, you know, that was kind of like, is it, you know, astro- astrologically, you know, a good time to
0: do that? So let's ask, is it in Pamela's best interest to have glaucoma surgery on her right eye on December 12th, 2023? I get a
6: yes. Okay, awesome. And do you feel, because I've had this for 40 years and, you know, I've I've been on drops and they stopped working, and then, um, do you feel this is like past life or, I mean, I've just done so many different modalities to try to heal it and without success.
0: Yeah. What I'd like to do is, is get you on my radar and do a healing on you. And, um, and then we can go from there. If it's a past life thing, we can do that real fast. But do I have your permission to go ahead and zap on you on that eye? Let's go ahead and fix that eye. So when you go in for the surgery, it's already a done deal. Just got to go through the Sounds. motions. Okay, Sounds all right. Good. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam heading over to you in North Carolina. All right, got you. All right. So on the right eye, what I'm watching are these little tiny holes, been be being put in your eye with a pinpoint laser to let the pressure out of your eye. And then I'm watching. <laughs> this is interesting. You know the have you ever. My analogies crack me up at times. A lot of the time. Have you ever been in a, a a doctor's office where they used to have like a little square door in the wall from the bathroom, like into their lab, so you could put your your urine specimen, you know, through the little doorway, and they would get it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. I just saw a little door like that, Pamela, in the back of your eye, and I watched it open and I watched all this pressure come out the back the back end. It was like, you know, the the pressure was building in your eye and then this little door opened and then it all came out the back side and then the and then the door was closed again. Obviously that's a metaphor for releasing the pressure. That's not really a thing, but it's symbolic for the healing that's happening. I haven't seen that before. That was That's always fun when I get to see new stuff. And I do many times a week, which I love with this healing stuff. All right, let me go over to the right eye and see what's going on there. So you have it worse in your right eye. I, I meant let me go over to the left eye because that procedure was just done on the right eye. The right eye looks way worse than the left eye. Is that what the doctors are saying? Yes, I have um vision loss in my right eye. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm scooping out part of your eyeball. Imagine your eyeball is made out of jello. And I'm scooping it out in the middle. And then we're gonna put stem cell energy in there just to heal that eye. Light amber color gel, sparkles, dippity-doo. And then there's a vortex spinning outside of your eye that's regenerating that eyeball. And then what I'm going to watch is I'm going to watch your eyes get balanced. (laughs) I even see a contractor's, uh, I don't even know what they call that, that bubble thing that they can tell if something's straight. The leveler, I think is what they call it. And they'll put it on a two by four or something. And and then there's a bubble in the middle and they want to make sure that it's level. Yeah. I see that used with eyes all the time to be sure the eyes are level. All right. Got that going. Okay. Is this from a past life I get undoubtedly? Yes, absolutely. So you want to do a past life thing real fast? Are you game? I would love to. Okay. I'm I'm on board. Okay. I love doing past life stuff. It's so much fun. So I envision myself, Pamela, in this endless hallway and very narrow, very tall ceiling lined with mirrors vertically and horizontally in columns. The mirrors are big, they're big square mirrors, and each mirror represents a different lifetime. So we're going to ask a question, does Pamela have any past lives in which something happened that's affecting her having vision problems in this life? Is that a fair question? Yes. Something like that. Okay. And then the lifetimes that pertain to that will come out, those mirrors will come out from the wall as if they're on a hydraulic arm. And then I'll say, "Show me the one that that correlates the most," and that one will come out the farthest. And then I'll envision myself walking into it, and I'll be given where it was, when it was, a little bit about what happened, and then we'll we'll see if it resonates for you. So, I'm in my hallway. Does Pamela have any past lives that are contributing to her vision? problems in this lifetime, especially with glaucoma. I get a yes. All right, so there's a bunch of mirrors coming out from the wall. Pamela, I want you to envision this. Show me the one that correlates the most. That one's on the right side, it's up. I'm going down the hallway. <laughs> I see myself in a forklift that gets lifted up to where the, the um, mirror is. I'm walking into the mirror, the year's 1927. Oh God, you're in one of the camps. I get Auschwitz. Holy mackerel. All right. What do you, what's, I, and I get that there are um, light flashes. There was some kind of, uh, some kind of torture thing where they were, they were doing light flashes in the eyes, like for long periods of time. I've never heard of this. I don't, I don't know if it's a thing, but that's what I'm seeing. Like, um like a strobe light kind of. In your, in your eyes, close up. And it caused blindness in people. They were trying to get, it, it was a thing to try and get people to talk. We'll have to research that and see if there's anything out there about that. I, I've never seen this before. Whoa. Oh, okay. So does that make sense? Like a strobe light, you know, close up in the eye, just going back and forth. To probably to try and get people to talk about different things that that they that the Nazis wanted to know, huh? All right, interesting. Yeah, wow. I didn't expect that. Okay, how does this relate to what's going on in this life? Well, it's like there were spots of blindness that came into the eyes first from that that torture. That happened. And so you're dealing with spots in your vision in this lifetime just from a different cause, but same basic premise with the problems with the eyes. Does that, that resonate at all? There are spots in your eyes where you have lost vision? Yes. Yep, okay. Exactly. All right. When. We have a past life thing that we've brought through. Each lifetime we come in with things we want to explore and experience, Pamela. And and it's almost like we're taking a semblance of a script that has repeated through multiple lifetimes. And we're looking at it from a different perspective, different set of circumstances, different gender. You are a man in that lifetime, by the way. And I get you were a Jewish banker in that lifetime. And um, interestingly enough, I get that your, your first name was Adolf, And I get your last name was something like Merowitz, M-E-R-O-W-I-T-Z, Merowitz, M-E-R-M-A-R, something like that. And sometimes you can find historic documents online that'll corroborate all this information that we get. So it would be interesting to see if there's a list of the people that died at Auschwitz, if there was somebody with that name there in that, you know, in those years. Um, but 1927 is early. That wasn't during World War II. So there was some other, like, I don't know if Auschwitz was in place before World War II. It was a prison that they were using or what? That sounds to me like it's after World War One, really. Instead of World War Two. So check that out. See what you get. See, we get this information and then we gotta go back and we gotta make sense of it if it's something that we're led to do. So that's what I'm getting on this. All right. So the good news is when we illuminate it, it eradicates it. So you know what you're exploring and you're saying, Okay, well, I I got that. I don't need to I don't need to have blindness anymore. Okay, and then that allows it to heal in this lifetime? It helps it heal. You don't have to explore it so much anymore. Yeah. So you're going to do great on that surgery. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Let us know how it goes. I will. All righty. Take care. Thank you. Okay, everybody. That's it for this week. I hope you have a a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember to tune in and listen to Dr. Moody's conversation with me. It's it's really far-reaching and so wonderful. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Sending you lots of love to you and your family from sweet home Alabama. Bye, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan. and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com.
6: This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information
2: heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.